All right, let's just get started. I'm super excited to start the Picture Me Living Perfectly Imperfect podcast. So a lot went wrong. I mean, every single thing that you can think of that could go wrong went absolutely wrong with me launching this podcast on January 3rd. I had a couple episodes recorded and um, it's not easy to start a podcast, actually. I didn't think it would be easy, but I'm just going to let y'all know it's not easy at all. It is March 1st and you know, when God say he ready for you to do something, um, it's his time, it's his world. I'm just living in it. And I decided to re-record this first episode with a whole new topic because it's been so long since I wanted to get it started anyway. I just want to start fresh with everything except two two guests that I've had and I already recorded with them. I'm going to keep those episodes, but my episodes, we're going to start fresh. And you know what's crazy is I just got it started Today, I got my artwork. That's really what helped me up. It's the artwork. We'll get into that. But finally got everything squared away today and literally sat down to record this fresh new episode today. And my software was not working to even record. I've never had that problem this whole entire time I've been trying to start this. I mean, I could record, record, record for days and hours and years until today march 1st when i was ready so i opened up garage man and i said you know what let's just get it started because you know what i'm ready and obviously um i got a lot to talk about so let's just go ahead to jump into some things i'm not going to edit this at all i am just going to talk straight through this because i'm super excited that i finally got this started and my first episode initially was going to be explaining the topics and what I'm going to talk about and what qualifies me to start a podcast. I'm an empath, so I can feel energy. I can feel when people are talking about me negatively, positively, neutrally. I can feel it all. I don't want to feel it, but I can't. Um, we'll get into uh that empath stuff in a total different episode but one of the empath uh readings intuitive feelings that i had from announcing i want to do a podcast is what the fuck is this girl gonna talk about like she can't be that interesting she's monotone like what is she gonna talk about well that was initially the first episode explaining to you guys what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to explain it at this point. I feel like my social media presence and my travel resume speaks for itself. And I'm going to talk about travel a lot because not because it's a picture of me living podcast, but because that is how I release. That is how I release stress. That is something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. I love planning. I love executing. I love seeing new things and eating new food. So I'm going to talk about that absolutely a lot. But I also have a story to tell. Um, my grandmother raised me. And one thing that she always talked about was how 
she got 27 books that she wrote. Uh, 27. That was when I was a kid. She probably got more than that. And not sure she's published any. She's been through a lot of trauma. She's been, she's lived a long life. She's 80 years old. And she has a lot of stories to tell. Her and her siblings have a lot. She's the oldest of all her siblings. And they've lived through a lot. So she has a lot to talk about. And she loves to write. And I love to read. And as a kid, I used to think, hey, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to write books too. Because my life ain't that easy neither. I mean, it ain't my grandma's life. But I lived a pretty hard life for the average 37 year old woman and I do have a lot to talk about I just don't have the knack for writing like my grandmother I wish I did I could probably write a lot and I wish my grandmother would actually publish her work because she does have a lot of entertaining stories um but along the way I did say maybe I can talk about my story maybe I could just um, not necessarily a radio show. Hey, what what's going on with these podcasts? It's not something that I necessarily listen to per se. I like to listen to music in the car or I like to ride in silence. The average car ride is 27 minutes long. So I'm going to aim for about 25 to 35 minute episodes. I do have one recorded with Nicola that's like 60 minutes. Like we talked so much <laughs> we talked so much shit that episode but um 25 to 35 minutes and the topics are going to range from travel obviously i just said that to my life what's going on what's going on in friends lives um interesting topics like social media topics what's hot in the news right now not necessarily gossip. This is not a gossip. I'm not a gossiper. Most people know that about me. I'm not really into um, talking bad about people. I believe in positive energy and positive vibes. So that's going to narrow down my explanation of the what we're going to talk about on this podcast. Because I redirected, after my birthday trip, I redirected exactly what Tracery want to talk about. So we're going to get into it. So one thing I redirected after the birthday trip, it was so amazing that I was like, yo, it's so much that I want to talk about from this trip. I usually do highlights on Picture Me Living's Instagram page. So if you don't follow, I, I run a few pages. My personal page is at Tracheri, at T R A C H E R I. And my travel page is at picture underscore me underscore living. And that page gets the most, um, how do I say this? The most interaction. For a while, it was just like, Everything. Everybody asked questions. I got so many DMs, so many comments, so many shares. And I follow a lot of travel pages on there. I get a lot of travel inspiration. And I share a lot of my travels as inspiration to others. So 
One day, I can't tell you the exact particular day, but I fell out of love with traveling. Um, COVID, a few traveling faux pas. Shit happens, man. And shit happened that made me say, you know what? Fuck this. I really, I actually have to buy my plane tickets with my hard-earned money that I could be buying a Chanel bag with. But instead, I'm traveling and I'm not being treated with respect. I'm not getting the days off that I want at work. I don't earn enough leave for this. Like it was just it was just so much that made me say, you know what, I don't want to do this. And instead of hiring a social media manager, I took a break from Picture Me Living. If you go look at the Instagram page, you'll see I have so many highlights of so many trips that I've taken. And it does, like, I still get questions from people that come on there and they'll look at an old one like DR and be like, um, that's actually the one that I got the most questions about was Dominican Republic. Oh, how much was a flight there? How did y'all get around? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I still get questions under that highlight. So I like to keep up with the highlights, but I just don't have the same passion that I had before. Um, I don't take as many pictures. I find myself not taking pictures of food anymore, etc., etc. Like I said, I kind of fell out of love with it. And this last trip, um, it was a birthday trip. I really did not want to view it as a business trip at all. I did get a lot of good footage. A lot of good things happened. And I said on Picture Me Living's page that I would uh, detail a lot more on the first podcast episode. So that is why I switched gears on the first episode. So where did I go? I went to Europe. So how did you pick that destination? So the top of my list right now of places to go, South Africa, Morocco, I really want to go there. Uh, China, can't go there at all. Just can't even, I can't even think about going there. You can't even go there in the magazine right now. You just cannot go to China post-COVID. Don't, not sure when it's going to open up. You can't even go to Japan. Uh, I think Thailand just opened up. That's not very high on my list though. Like I said, my list really includes Africa and China. And my birthdays are getting very, um, I can't think of the word because I don't want to sound ungrateful, but it's getting very, um, I gotta, I gotta out, not necessarily outdo myself, but I have to do something different each year. I have to do something different. And my last couple years, I've definitely run to the Caribbean. It's gotten to the point where I had a conversation. Me and my friend Nicola are planning a, a quick trip in April or May. And everywhere that she brings up, I mean, I feel like such a bitch. I'm like, girl, I've been there. I've been there. I want to go back. And I eventually just had to say, look, these are the only places that I will go back to in the Caribbean. PBR and Turks and Caicos. Otherwise, I haven't been to St. Lucia. I haven't been to Barbados. Um... I've been pretty much everywhere down there, and I didn't want to do that for my birthday. I wanted to do something that not only I haven't done in a while, but that was not a 15 to 16 hour flight. 
because like I said, the top of my list, they're all huge flights that require eight to 10 days of leave. I just don't have that right now. So I really had to think about it. And Europe was really the only destination that was open for me that I wanted to do. And so I hit up a few people. I hit up a couple close friends and I said, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I'm not a label trip taker. I don't I don't take girls trips. I don't. I think girls can be mean girls and messy and they gossip. So I don't necessarily I, I didn't want to do that for my birthday either. But at the same time, uh, my only male friend that I would travel with is on sea duty right now and could not attend anything like that. Um, still, I don't view inviting a couple girls as a girl's trip i personally don't view it like that i travel a lot so i think that my my resume does speak for itself and uh i would like for people to chime in on that actually like what kind of trips do you prefer who doesn't like girls trip i don't if it ends up being just girls which if you look on my page i have been a few places where it was just girls and that wasn't planned. I didn't say, hey, let's go on a girl's trip. No, no, no. I've never said that in my life. Ever. Ever. If I ended up at a destination with just girls, I either hopped on somebody else's trip or just ended up like that. And I do think it's beautiful. You know, the natural evolution of who ends up on the trip is just beautiful. You have to trust the process, man. Um, But yeah, I invited a couple people. And, you know, with this whole uh, vaccine mandate and stuff, and I don't necessarily agree with it, per se. I do have a job that at the time said, you're gonna, you don't have to agree with it, but you're gonna do what we tell you to do. So I wasn't uh, upset when people said, no, I can't go because this is what I believe in. Um, So the trip kind of took a few different turns as far as planning is concerned so if you follow picture me living you know that i have to plan trips well in advance and when you do that you save a lot of money when you, when you have to pay for your plane tickets it's, it's ghetto out here for us that i'm actually not proud of that at all i'm an air traffic controller i don't understand why we pay for plane tickets but you know that's a whole nother episode whole nother conversation but we do and to fit as many trips in as possible with my hobby which is traveling turn business picture me living I do have to plan a little bit in advance and I get it that gets a little irritating to other people that like to just get up and go uh, the world is rich. I'm the only one that's not rich. I had to plan stuff. My flight was like $450 in September when I bought it. I look and a lot of flight deals you can catch and you can follow on Google flights. Um, a lot of times Atlanta to Paris is consistently under $600 y'all. People pay thousands of dollars for these plane tickets because they wait to the last minute. I will never go anywhere at the last minute don't even ask unless you're paying for it so with that being said i started 
I put Europe on my radar around September. I followed the uh, price or whatever. And I had a um, credit from Delta. When you travel as much as I do, especially in Atlanta, I have like three more credits from Delta that are burning a hole in my pocket, actually. So my flight ended up being under $200 when I finally booked it. I think I booked it around November, maybe. And from my travel blog page, I knew that there was a particular hotel in Italy that um, I tagged on the page that I really, really, really wanted to go to. I mean, I dream about this place. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And that's another thing. When you travel with an avid traveler, traveler like me, partying is like at the bottom of my um, to-do list. I'm going to see some shit. I'm going to walk. They call me Action Jackson. I'm going to do something extremely crazy like fall off a snowmobile, which is what happened this trip. <laughs> uh, everyone picks on me. I walk everywhere. I am very, I, I yearn to see like new things and do new things and be adventurous. I'm actually a um, very exciting person learned that this trip for sure because I always was looking for something to do new restaurants new people etc etc so the twists and turns along this and I planned this everything was planned before December 1st which is actually late for my birthday planning I usually like to have everything planned like in November but um I just wasn't sure who was going and that definitely matters. And my son needed a new passport. Now, listen at this. Y'all know, y'all hear these horror stories about people taking forever to get their passports. Like, three, four months. We got um, my son's dad and I and my son. We got my son's passport renewed December 29, 2021. We got it back mid-January. Now... When we got the passport, matter of fact, I didn't even get the passport in the mail. Um, <laughs> my son got it and I was out. I think I was at the gym and my friends was like, yo, this is crazy. Like this God, God hand delivered this passport. Like it actually scared me. I was like, yo, what, what is about to happen in my life that I have to have a passport for my son like does he need to go I mean I, I mean everybody was just perplexed like whoa what this is this is just unheard of or whatever and my son travels to a lot of different places with me I'm not the I'm a young mom I had my son when I was 21 years old and we're a little bit different we don't read our kids bedtime stories uh, I don't have the kid that only eats, eats mashed potatoes and chicken tenders. We got to go to different, like June is the ultimate travel. June has traveled more than almost all of my friends. And that's not shade at all. Like he's probably the ultimate travel companion. He's so easygoing. He does not complain. He doesn't gossip and he's down for pretty much anything. So I'm gonna be honest though, like when I plan when I plan a birthday trip, I've been with him the last couple birthday trips. I kinda did want some female companionship this uh birthday trip. 
And that's what I had in mind when I planned these destinations or whatnot. But God had another plan because when I tell you I met some of the coolest people on this trip. So my round trip was to Paris. I told you how much that was. My son's flight was a little bit more because it was last minute. It was bought a month prior. Um, shout out to all the great baby dads out there because that's who paid for it. And let's see. I spent about not even 10 hours in Paris. And we had a Ryanair flight first thing the next morning to Milan. So the hotel that I stayed in, like I said, I tagged it on the travel blog, Picture Me Living. It is called Chalet Alfoc, and it is two and a half hours away from Milan. And it was 250 euros, just one way. So that hotel was the ultimate expense of this trip. I cannot stress how when you have something specific to do and you know it's going to be expensive, you have to plan that ahead of time. There's no cutting corners with that. Uh, how I save money. Like I said, I plan the round trip in well enough time, months in advance, sometimes three or four months in advance. And you can follow these prices on Google Flights. You go to google.com, type in flights, and it'll pop up. Sometimes, I know it used to be like this. I haven't done this in a while. But you can just put in Atlanta to wherever. And then destinations will pop up. Boom. And you put in some dates or whatever. It'd be like San Diego. $300 round trip. United. This, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And then under that, and then it'll be a picture of San Diego and all the cool shit to do, seals and shit. All that'll pop up. And then under that, it'll be like Paris, $832 for these dates. And so you click on Paris or whatever. It's a calendar that pops up with a whole bunch of prices on it. Go do that now. And come tell me what shows up. You just put up, you can even go to google.com right now and just put in Mexico City, just for shits and giggles. Flights to Mexico City, and a calendar will pop up with prices. And it'll be like a three month calendar. And you're gonna be like, yo, it's only $232 round trip to go to Mexico City in July. Well, it might be a. 12-hour connecting flight in fucking Detroit or something. So, I'm going to be honest. You got to look at the fine print with that. But, listen. When I tell you, this is how I travel for the low. I don't go on Hopper. I don't go on Hotwire. All of these sites. I have horrible anxiety. <laughs> I do not do all that. I stick to what I know. And if that don't work... I just wait or I change the des destination until it does work. Uh, hotels.com. And I really don't want to talk about these folks because they ain't paying me. I email hotels.com and Airbnb a couple times and they ain't responding to me. I'm going to email them again tonight. But uh, those are my go-to for hotels and places to stay. So I love Air Airbnb because you get to see more of what... 
locals want to show you what locals have to offer sometimes it's even cheaper with more space it really just depends um when you want to save money when traveling you want to spend the least amount of money it does take time it does take patience and it takes a little due diligence i love planning to travel so if you ever need any help for a small fee hit me up and i got you but uh i will keep dropping little tips like this all the time um check out the highlight of this euro trip number two that's what it's called check out the highlight let me know what you think because um it was a lot it was a lot of planning it was a lot of moving it was a lot of travel so when we were in at the hotel we met some really cool people that I mean, one of the girls I still talk to almost every day since the trip. And if you travel a lot, you know, you meet people, you meet people when you travel and they be cool AF and you never talk to them again. It's one girl that actually that I met in Dubai on a boat or whatever. And she just got married. And I'm just like, yo, her name Harriet. I'm like, yo, Harriet just got married. I've never talked to Harriet since I left Dubai, but I'm just really happy three, four years later that she got married. Still friends on Instagram, whatever. Um, it's a lot of people on my Instagram that I've met like that. But this one individual that I just met on this Europe trip, we, we've talked more than any other travel partner that I that I'm that I've met all this time. And it's beautiful. It's like, wow, like she embraced my son. She embraced my birthday. Um, we planned another trip. I met a model at this hotel. Um, and she's pretty awesome. It's, it's a couple things that I can't really can't really discuss on the podcast just yet. But I just met some really awesome people at this hotel. We all followed each other to Venice. We all followed each other to Milan after that. And so my itinerary was after this hotel, uh, Chalet Alphonse, it's in uh, Dolomites, if you want to Google that. I was just going to go to Verona. I wanted to see... Uh, the balcony that, you know, Romeo and Juliet did their little thing. And, um, yes, I'm a nerd. I love Shakespeare. But um, everyone was going to Venice, and my son actually requested, hey, let's go to Venice. I want to, you know, do the whole boat taxi shit again. So he didn't say shit, but I was like, okay, you know what? My son has a request, and if you know him, he's super easygoing. So I was like, let's just go ahead and go. And it did add... A little bit more uh, ripping and running than I was prepared to do. But uh, it ended up being fun actually uh, making last minute changes to a trip, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to plan a trip so much so to where you don't even have room to breathe. There's something to do for breakfast. There's something to do in between breakfast and lunch. And then we got to go hurry up and find a taxi one trip I took, we were in Barcelona, and we were just like, you know what, we'll wake up in the last minute, at the last minute, and catch a taxi to the airport to go back to America. 
Man, them motherfuckers went on strike the next morning. We went out there to go catch a taxi. It wasn't now taxi. Everybody was in line, was in line to get on a bus with fucking suitcases and shit. And we were just like, what? We had to stand in line for like an hour. We made our flight, but man, some of the, sometimes stuff like that is eventful and it's a story to tell. It's a little bit stressful when it's happening, but it's a little story to tell and you just can't plan everything to a T on trips like that. Uh, it just doesn't work out that way. So... To go over the hotels that I stayed in, um, the first arrangement was an Airbnb because when my son went, I did have to change up a few things and the Airbnb was a houseboat. It's crazy because when I was looking for something bigger to stay in, because if just a little tip, if you're going to Paris, some hotels are small as shit. You have got to either be prepared to sleep in a closet or get an Airbnb. Airbnbs are slightly bigger, slightly, very, oh so slightly. So I'm looking on Airbnb and Airbnb does connect to your Delta Sky Miles account. Thank me later. You're welcome. So I do have like a, uh, not necessarily loyalty because with my job as a controller, just a disclaimer, I do not have any loyal ties to any airline. However, I stick to companies like Hotels.com that have some sort of agreement to where I can earn something a little bit later for later travels to save money. So Airbnb has a um, connection to SkyMiles so you can earn SkyMiles and eventually get free flights. And I found a houseboat, randomly found a houseboat. All of those houseboats are always sold out. So I text my son. I'm like, yo, son, do you want to stay in a houseboat? Never mind. I already booked it. And so he wrote back, yes. And then he wrote back, LOL, because he saw my second text. Um, That was about 250 total, including the uh, cleaning fee. And then the hotel and the Dolomites, that was pretty pricey. It was almost $400 a night. The pool was heated, guys. That was the frequently asked question. The pool was heated. The floor was heated. The food was okay. But you're really paying for the awe factor of everything. The view is by ski resorts. We went snowmobiling. Um, it was consistently something to do there. But it is a little small offbeat town so when you want to do something different like that you do have to expect to pay a little bit more just a little bit more than the average you know vacation or traveler whatever so um the hotel we were gonna stay in in verona i booked on hotels.com and so they have a thing like i said i don't i don't know if i really want to talk about these companies and they ain't paying me but they might they might they might Hotels.com has like, I think the 8th or the 10th night free or something like that. And so I just stick with them because it's easy, it's simple. And like I said, um, I, I take holistic ways to deal with anxiety. 
I did not take Xanax, Zoloft, whatever the shit people take for anxiety, depression. Um, so I just don't bog myself down with too many companies, too many rules. Too, I just don't do all that. So I stick with Hotels.com. I get my free night. I use my free night in the most expensive hotel that I can find. And listen, I've benefited. Matter of fact, I might do a um, story highlight tomorrow on uh, Picture Me Living of the free nights that I've accumulated. I'll take pictures of them for you. So, well, we changed Verona to Venice. And uh, it was actually very easy to cancel that hotel in Verona. It was actually called Romeo and Juliet Hotel. I kind of really wanted to stay there. So we went to Venice and the hotel was actually, if you've been to Venice, you know, it's, it's asinine. It's beautiful, but Jesus Christ, it is just like, it's a labyrinth. It's a maze. It's, it's horrible. Like just getting around with your suitcase. Um, it's not that fun. We did actually meet some friends that kept a couple bags for us. And, uh, speaking of that, I know y'all done seen Locked Up Abroad, right? <laughs> So, you know, when you're abroad and you go to the airport and you got your bags and they be like, has anyone else had access to your bags? And has anyone else held your bags? Have they been in your possession the whole time? Yo, that's all I thought about was, damn, they finna put some in our bag. What the fuck? Because they were just so nice to us the whole time. They didn't. Obviously, I'm back in America. I'm safe. But... I did freak out just a little bit because you know you watching those shows. It'd be like it'd be like June, my son. We be in a country where the minimum age to be tried as an adult is just so happened to be his age, which is fifteen. Now he got to do three thousand years because we let somebody else hold our bag. So yeah, that was. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit. I was a little bit scared about that, but we back. You just got, you just got to live a little bit, man. Just live a little bit. I did check the bags when we got them back. Um, but if you've been to Venice, you do know that it's, it's a little asinine with the bridges. It's beautiful, but man, it's horrible. So, um, I will post that hotel because this is my second trip to Venice and, this hotel was a lot easier to get to, and it was a lot closer to shit to do. And that was that. This hotel, I think, was about one thirty or one fifty. Um, very nice. Posted on Instagram, obviously. And then the Milan Hotel, we stayed in Spice Hotel Milano. And when I tell you, we was in the hood. That hotel, I had prepaid for, so I think it was about one forty. When I tell you we was in the hood, though, it was so nice. It was chic. And I say the hood, but I think that where we were staying, the city center, was just so full of culture that I really want to go back. But it was graffiti everywhere. It was weed smoke. I mean, every girl I felt like was dressed like Rihanna. Um... It was just people. It was just personality. It was everything. The pasta was so good. Highly recommend Milan. Highly. There was clearly a party scene. It was clearly culture. Great food. Great atmosphere. Uh, very diverse. 
And then we went to Paris the last night. I prepaid for that hotel. Also, it was... Uh, now, this one I do want to talk about because my first night, I was emotional. My first night on this trip, I was emotional. And the last night, I got emotional. So, that hotel was Hotel Antoine. And this, I will transition into um, more of my other topics because... I definitely, and I know that's not how the French people say Antoine, but that's how we say Antoine, and that's the name of the hotel, Antoine. So if you look that up, uh, it's actually in a really good place. It's actually in a really great bar scene in Paris. It's probably the hood. So um, that's definitely where I would recommend to go if you like me. 20-minute ride to the Eiffel Tower. Uh, probably like $18 Uber. It is Uber in Paris, so you'll be straight. Um, But I was emotional the last night also because I realized how grown my son was. I'm a very big, side note, very big advocate of therapy. And I realized how grown my son was and how I still could have traveled with some friends. And it really hurt. It really hurt, and I had to call my therapist. I didn't even know what time it was. I text her. I was like, yo, are you busy? Um, I have some severe abandonment trauma that if you've ever been traumatized or you've ever had to deal with grief or something big in life, you don't get rid of it. You just learn how to cope with it. And I had to hit her up. And at the same time, she was calling me. Thankfully, she stopped what she was doing to talk to me. Uh, my son was actually a little bit lost because, like I said, I realized how grown he was. He went up to uh, get something to eat on his own in fucking Paris. Like, like, oh, my God, like that's kind of a big deal. So he was calling me to make sure that he was going in the right direction or whatever. So I had to text my therapist and tell her, you know, what the fuck was bothering me. And a lot of the times we put ourselves, we as humans, we put our, we know what our issues are. We know what our triggers are. And we put ourselves in situations to get ourselves disappointed. Nobody else disappoints you. You set yourself up to be disappointed. You can't even be mad. Uh, It's a lot of self-accountability that needs to be had in this world. And... That's one thing I've always been great at. And I'm surrounded by people that don't hold themselves accountable. And dealing with my own, I guess, uh, issues on my own, I can just be triggered by a situation that I shouldn't have even been in in the first place. So that last night, watching my son and realizing how grown he was, it was just like, yo, like... This is full circle. This is life. And how do I stop putting myself in situations where I'm going to be disappointed? So that was a big one. That was a big one. And you have to find an answer from within. You could talk talk through it with somebody or whatever. But... A lot of disappointment, and this was a big takeaway from this trip. Every birthday, I try to 
that's my New Year's resolution. I know everyone does January 1st. I do February, February 18th because I feel like this is a new year to tackle Trey Cherie. So that's what I tackled this year. Like, how do I stop putting myself in situations that I know are going to trigger me if the outcome isn't good? Like, if the outcome changes just 10 degrees to the left, I'm going to be emotionally triggered to my core, you know. So how do you prevent yourself from being put in those situations? Like, that's on me. And I'm a vessel to share that with everyone else. We got to stop putting ourselves in situations to be disappointed. We at 40 minutes right now. I'm pretty... I didn't even get to go over everything with the trip. I'm actually really nervous. And... Like I said, the site that I wanted to use, the site is down just tonight. It's never been down for three months. It's never been down. Tonight is down. And it got my little whack music, that my little startup music that I had set up or whatever. So I don't think I'm going to put the music on here. I think I'm just going to press go and I'm going to release uh, a second episode that I already have recorded about Zodiac signs right after this. DM me. DM me, let me know what you think, and I'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening.